Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. Today we're going to be talking about end time. We're going to be talking about end time as it relates to what we are going through now. All right? What we're going through, the pandemic has, you know, stirred up a lot of discussion about the apocalypse, the end of age, end of time, uh, the Antichrist. You know, it has stirred up a lot of conversation about that, and we just want to discuss that. We And I have Pastor Paul with me. Pastor Paul, yes, all right, you're welcome here. God bless you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So many of us who are in Agape, we know Pastor Paul, who's been with us, and uh, we are going to be having conversation. I have some questions that I'm going to ask him. Uh, we're going to have discussion, and we're going to be able to take some of your questions also. Before we go, I have Olatunde who is watching from Ohio. Hallelujah. The Olatunde family, God bless you. Uh, thank you for watching with us. So if you have your question, just uh, just just put it in there, all right? We have the Okubanjos from Maryland. Uh, we have, uh, you know, every, people watching from everywhere. God bless you. Oh, wow. We have Yemi Adekemi from Dallas, Texas. I came from... Texas. We have a lot of Texans watching with us. All right. I have my sister-in-law, Tomi Adeoye, watching from Lagos, Nigeria. Wow. All right. Another person, Stephen Titicom. All right. Watching on YouTube. Uh, God bless you. All right. So we're going to talk about the end time. Uh, the word end time, when people hear it, it generates a lot of feelings. People think of a couple, a apocalypse. People think of uh, flood flooding everywhere you know a lot of these movies are portrayed end time in different ways people are fearful people you know of course when we have the pandemic all right i think that brings memories that bring those ideas are we in the end time uh, maybe this is what the bible talk about so pastor paul let's talk first uh when you hear end time what does that actually mean pastor Thank you so much one more time. End times is a word taken from the scripture. Okay. And the best thing is to read it from that particular place it was taken from. Okay. First Peter chapter 1 verse 20. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. It is true that he was chosen and foreordained, destined and foreknown for it, before the foundation of the world, but he was brought out to public view, made manifest in these last days, at the end of times, for the sake of you. Hmm. Amen. Amen. So we have it there direct. The last days refers to the period between the time Jesus was born, when he came into the world in Bethlehem and the time he will come back again okay. at his second coming. End time means the time immediately preceding 
the second coming of Christ. The time preceding the end of the age. Mm. And when people talk about uh, the end of the world, that is too general. Mm. Technically, it is better to speak of the end of the age. Mm -hmm. Because the world as we know it is not ending when Jesus comes back. Jesus is coming to reign for a thousand years. So this world will still continue after the great tribulation, the, whatever has happened, you know, we will still be here reigning with Christ for a thousand years. So it is the period between the first time Jesus came and the time he comes back again that we refer to as the end times or the last days. It is also called the church age. Okay. Or the dispensation of grace. Amen. Amen. All right. So I think that's a very good point that Pastor just raised. Uh, actually, I think the correct word is end of the age. Yes. So we are currently in the church age. Yes. All right. Uh, maybe we're going to go into this teaching sometimes in the future. We are currently in the church age. So the church age will end. Yes. Uh, most people believe the church age will end when the rapture occurs. All right? That means the believers are taking over, so we enter into another age. That's right. All right? So, and there are some signs that, you know, tells us uh, when this ends. That's right. So a lot of people are beginning to think maybe we are, you know, we are on that time now. Yes. Okay, so let's go to the issue of what is going on now. Mm -hmm. uh, the pandemic, the coronavirus. All over the world, everybody is grounded, everybody is uh, social distancing, everybody is in their house, mm. economics going down, we don't know when this, is, this will end. Mm. So, is there an end time message in what is going on right now, in your opinion? That's a very good question. And the answer is definitely yes. Okay. There is certainly you know, a message being passed across by the advent of the coronavirus. The reason is because of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7. You know, he was saying, Nation shall arise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. So within that place, you have pestilences or pandemics which coronavirus is. So definitely, coronavirus falls into that you know, sign of the end times. But we must remember that this is not the first time we are having a pandemic. Many people claim that this, is not, this does not even qualify to be the, number, the 20th most devastating pandemic that has ever occurred in the world. This is too small. A particular pandemic happened you know, many centuries back, and half of the world's population were wiped away. Wow. Over 250 million were killed. Maybe because of the, our technological you know, development, this is very small, like many people say. But of course, it's definitely one of the signs of the end times. So the, uh, 
Certainly, this is the first one we are experiencing. Uh -huh. so, I mean, I mean, I mean, the one that happened 200 years ago, we're not there. We didn't experience it. This one definitely feels like it's the end of the world. I mean, this looks like every country in the world is grounded. Everybody's in their house. Yes. Countries are fighting, beginning to fight. I mean, yes. and we know war is not just physical war. Yes. I think the bigger war is economic war now. I mean, we're going to have yes. China versus U.S. If you listen to some of the conversation now yes. going on, the United Kingdom now, mm -hmm. they are pulling they are pulling their Huawei. 5G contract with uh, Huawei now. Yes. So there's a lot. This is leading to a lot of, it's going to shift the world. So there yes. is an end time message, but it's not the end. I mean, should, should we just pack it up and say, you know end. what, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> go to work anymore. Yes. The world might end in a few weeks, so why, why bother? You I know, think some people actually feel that way. Actually, we must also remember that this is Satan's panic measure. It's one of Satan's panic measures going on right now. Because according to Revelation chapter 12, verse 12, he knows that his time is very short. So he wants to kill you know, a great number of people so that people who die without Christ Mm. will be with him in hell. He mm. has a very short time to do that because, I mean, like we'll be talking about, the rapture can take place any moment from now. So believers must not, you know, forget that. But of course, whatever Satan does, God have a way of making it to work out for good for his children. Amen. So there's no reason to panic for the believer whatsoever. Amen, amen. So let me acknowledge a few people. Actually, we have the mayor joining us, the mayor of Roselle, Mayor yeah. Christine Dan Danzuru. Mayor, God bless you. Thank you. You're doing such a great job. We watch your, your briefings, uh, your great work you're doing. Keep up the good work. God bless you and thank you. And uh, we are praying for you, all of us from Agape House of Worship. Uh, God bless. Uh, we also have a few people watching us. I have somebody from Chicago. Wow. We have uh, Columbus, Ohio. Uh, we have people from everywhere, you know, part of this. Now, if you have a question, please just type your question. We'll be able to deal with that question. I also have a gentleman called Sam watching from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, someone watching us from uh, uh, from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Wow, we have people from everywhere watching us. God bless you. Thank you very much. Uh, we are discussing uh, uh, the end time message in the coronavirus, if there's any, all right? Uh, so now, but for believers though, when we hear end time, yes. uh, should we uh, stir up fear? Uh, because I think uh, this is kind of the sense. Uh, should we stir up that sense of fear, uh, fear of destruction, fear of this, fear of this? When a believer hears the word end time, yes. what should come to a believer's mind? How should a believer process that? I think there's a lot of confusion around that. Praise God. A believer is someone that have accepted Christ as his or her Lord and Savior. The Savior left for, you know, for heaven for more than 2,000 years now. But this Savior that loves us so much, and we also claim to love him so much, hearing that he is about to come, shouldn't 
you know, instigate fear in our minds. Rather, the Bible says we should look up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believe. And then the Bible says in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 14 that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall cover the whole earth as the waters cover the sea. And then, uh, when we only read about First Timothy chapter three, in, uh, from verse one, it mm -hmm. says, "You know that in the last days, perilous times will come, mm -hmm. and people are afraid. Oh, these are difficult times. These are perilous times." That is not the whole story. Mm -hmm. The story is that God is doing more in the last days than the devil is doing. Amen. The only problem we have is that CNN and the, these other cable networks will not report what God is doing. Oh, many testimonies are coming out from the coronavirus right now, from various hospitals. Okay, for example, you know, many Christian NGOs, mm -hmm. like the Samaritan Post, is working wonders in New, uh, New York. You know, so many brothers who are nurses and doctors have recorded so much miracles. Many people have given their lives to Jesus, but none of our TV stations will bring that news up. So this is a time of glory for the church. The Lord has assured the church that towards the end of the days, a greater level of glory that has never Amen. been you know, experienced before Amen. is being released upon the church. Amen. It says Jesus is coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Amen. For the child of God, this is the best time to be alive. Amen. Amen. This is, this is the time that the prophets, you know, prayed and wished that they will see. Amen. But they only prophesied about it. Amen. But thank God you and I are here experiencing this life. Amen. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. I want to let you know it feels like church in here, even though we have like six people there. <laughs> they are really helping us. They are clapping and it's... Uh... <laughs> It's feeding all our uh, our energy, so and uh, is and is giving us imagination about what is going on at home. So that's Amen. good. One thing I've learned in this is I can actually be energetic preaching to an empty chair. I mean, so I mean I've done it for a few weeks. That's a miracle for a pastor. I mean, that's looking at empty chair for a pastor is the most depressing thing. Uh, but I think the Lord has delivered me from there, from that. Amen. So that's Amen. one testimony. I have a question, though, from one of our viewers, Elan Verner, yes. uh, say, can you differentiate uh, between the rapture and the second coming? Wow. Yes. Uh, so there's a, uh, so <laughs> is there a difference between rapture and second coming? Yes. Okay. Of course. All right. Let's, let's talk about that. Between rapture and the second coming. In a... I like to talk from scriptures. Please okay. forgive me. Oh, yeah, that's, because that's what we're here to do. When about. it comes to the teachings of end times, Jesus warned us that in several, in several places, Jesus says, Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. What is the antidote to deception? Knowledge. Yeah. Because, I mean, if not, God will be washing you and you'll be destroyed, and there's nothing he can do to help you. So this is the time for believers to know the scriptures indeed. Amen. Amen. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 
that is a major, major scripture for the rapture. Uh, I better read it from NLT this time. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 15 to 17. We tell you this directly from the Lord. We who are still living when the Lord returns will not meet him ahead of those who have died. Mm. For the Lord himself, verse 16, will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, first the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, verse 17, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Amen. 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 That is the rapture. Okay. That is the rapture. But of course, we have the, uh, after the rapture, uh, the, what is the rapture? The rapture is that moment that is described in verse 16 there. First, the believers will rise from their graves. Then together with them, we will all still, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be cut up. In the Greek, that's the word hapazo. Mm. I don't know why that word is not as popular as rapture, because rapture is Latin. Mm -hmm. But it means to be cut up. To be snatched away. Snatched away. All right. You know, something precious is taken away, you know, from where it used to be. Okay. This will take place first. Okay. And that is different from the second coming of Christ. That is different from the second coming of Christ, okay. which is at the end of the great tribulation. Amen. All right. So there are two different events. Okay, okay. Maybe so, it will be clearer as we go on. All right. So just for, for, to, to clarify, obviously there are different school of thought too when it comes mm -hmm. to eschatology. Eschatology is the study of uh, the end of time. Yes. All right. There are... Uh, there are people who don't see the difference. There are yes. people who, uh, would, you know, who don't see the difference between the rapture and the second coming. Yes. But I think we, both of us probably agree on the fact that rapture comes first. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot depends on when you believe rapture is coming. Yes. Uh, some people believe that rapture will happen after the seven years of uh, tribulation. All right. Well, yes. Uh, some people that's believe the, that's that. Post okay. Some uh, people believe that. Yeah. But most, people. at least, I personally believe rapture will happen first, okay. and after the rapture, there's go, there's going to be seven years of tribulation, yes. uh, which is the reign of Antichrist. That's right. All right. And after that, there will now be a second coming. So the second coming actually means Jesus come back to earth. Okay. All right. During the rapture itself, Jesus appears in the earth. And the here, and we join him, and we go. That's right. For the second coming, we return with Jesus Christ, right, mm -hmm. to the earth, mm -hmm. and we reign for a thousand years. That's right. So that one is called the second coming. So there's a difference That's between a difference. the two. Yes. And of course, sometimes that depends on your persuasion when it comes to uh, some of these details. Uh, uh, there are differences in details. The reason for the differences I have discovered is that some people read the scriptures for academic purposes. Okay. They don't care about the details you know, of 
the teaching, a revelation given by the Holy Spirit for these things. And we were given the Holy Spirit in the last days for that major purpose. Yeah. To guide us through this very dangerous and treacherous field in the end times mm. towards the second coming. So we need to be guided by the Holy Spirit when we interpret scripture. Amen. And most evangelicals and many mainline Pentecostals believe that the rapture, rapture takes place first. Okay. And I think that also affects how you see it. Uh, if you believe believers are going to go through tribulation, and I think it's a little different. So you're going to be a little mm -hmm. fearful. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, because the seven years of tribulation mm -hmm. uh, now means we are subjected to a lot of torture. Mm -hmm. uh, we are not able to buy and sell. <laughs> uh, the mark of the beast. All these things are things that I think believers hear and they are very, very, very fearful. Yes. So let's talk about mark of the beast. Because okay. that's another thing that really... Uh, people here and they are afraid and there is a, that has been brought up even with this uh, pandemic okay uh, i've heard people said you know don't 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 go do the test all right <laughs> because the test is where they insert the mark of the beast into your <laughs> system uh, which is being interpreted to mean a chip is going to be put in your system right mm. uh, and some people also i think the larger one so though is that this is a trick Mm -hmm. to give everybody the mark of the beast because after all this is said and done mm -hmm. a vaccine is going to be made right and everybody is going to be compelled to take the and that is a little scary when you begin to hear everyone is going to be compelled to take this vaccine in fact mm -hmm. if you read some article coming from europe mm -hmm. it's already loud there that look you won't even be able to come into europe unless you have a proof that you have taken coronavirus uh, vaccination uh, you're not going to be able to do something. When you hear things like that, mm. it starts to sound familiar. Mm. You know, I mean, so, so maybe I think, talk, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, okay. You know, I mean, what is the mark of the beast? Thank you for that question. And I read quickly from Second Thessalonians chapter 2 from verse 3. Don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed. The one who brings destruction. Another name for the Antichrist is the man of lawlessness. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. Amen. Mm. After the rapture, there will arise a worldwide dictator known as the Antichrist or the man of lawlessness. One of his you know, means of controlling... That's, the, that's after the rapture. That is after the rapture. We will be gone by that time. After the rapture. Okay, I think that's a good one, right? All right. After the rapture. You know, one of his means of controlling the population is by forcing everyone on earth at that time to get, to get his number, the sim or the symbol of himself, on either their right hand or their forehead. We can check this out in Revelation I think we chapter 13. Actually read it. Can you display, if you can, can you display Revelation 13 for us, verse 16? Revelation 13, 16. Let's read 16 to 18. Also. That's right. 16 That's and right. 17. 
That's I think right. it, I mean, 16 to 18. So I think it's good to read it uh, so that people actually know this is in the scripture. This is literally in the scripture. Uh, is it being displayed? Are you able to? All right. Revelation chapter 13. Okay. Uh, let's display from verse 16 uh, for our Revelation. audience to, to be able to read. If you are home also, I want you to open it up. You can read it. Yes. I know you're on your bed chilling, but you can still read your Bible. That's a, that's a... <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So let's read it also. So it's talking about the beast, right? Uh, yes. The second beast specifically, if you read this. It yes. also forced all people, great and small, rich mm -hmm. and poor, free and slave, mm -hmm. to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead mm -hmm. so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. Mm -hmm. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has the insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. The number is 666. Six, six. That's chilling when you read. Amen. That's completely chilling. Take and that, that makes sense. I mean, one thing about scripture, though, yes. this was written almost 2,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people did not even believe it that time. I'm sure people said, no, how, how is that possible? Yeah. Now we know that this is easy. To do. Easy. I mean, this is so easy to do that. <laughs> it is actually easy for some chip to be put in everybody or in mm -hmm. every nurse. You know, we already have facial recognition. We already have, you know, thumbprint that can deny you from going to, they're already using some of this technology in China to police you, and if they determine that you have certain things, you can't go into a train station, you know, because everything is electronic, you put your this thing, it recognizes you as a danger, you're not able to take train, you're not able to participate in certain things. So, mark of the beast is real, but yes. what does it mean for a believer? Yes. Take notes of the time of the mark of the, that the mark of the beast will be in use after the rapture at the heat of the great tribulation. Outside of that time, no so-called number or computer ship qualifies to be the mark of the beast. Uh, Jesus told, I'll give you two quick examples. The disciples came to Jesus after he resurrected and revealed himself to them. And so they gathered together and said, yes, master, okay, now. What's the deal? Will you now restore the kingdom to us, to Israel? And he said, you guys, don't bother yourself. Such times and seasons are in God's hands. But you will receive power and all that, okay? When it comes to the end times, when it comes to the major events that lead to the end of the age, only God can determine it. Nobody can wake up one morning and say, I am the Antichrist. No. Of course, in 1 John chapter 4, verse 3, we already know that anybody who is against Christ, generally, we use the word loosely. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Anybody who is against Christ is Antichrist somehow. Yes. yes. But the real, official, anointed Antichrist <laughs> <laughs> cannot come until after the rapture and in the great tribulation. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Yes, I mean, Satan and his kingdom have always, uh, are always having constant dress rehearsals mm. of these things. Mm. You know, they want to implement something. And all that. But because of the timing of God, it is illegal. As a matter of fact, coronavirus is an illegal attempt 
Mm. You know, to, to, uh, to, uh, to bring the, the, uh, the, the wheel of the kingdom of darkness to pass bef before their time. Mm. That's why I'm so glad that the church recognized that and rose up in prayer. Amen. It's an illegal attempt. Amen. Jesus was talking to the demoniac of Gadara. And the, the demons shouted, Oh, son of God. Are you here to destroy us before our time? Yes, yes. That's In the spirit realm, there are times for these things. Everybody knows the time for these things. So, and the time for people to be destroyed, the world to be destroyed, is not yet now. Mm -hmm. Thank God for the church. Amen. I believe coronavirus has been broken. Amen. We have Amen. defeated it. Amen. Amen. So, God is the supreme owner of the world. Amen. And as long as the church is still here, None of their plans will come to light. Amen. In Amen. Jesus' name. We, we believe that. We believe that. And Amen. we declare that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So a believer should not necessarily be worried about. Not at all. Maybe this is the 666. Maybe mm -hmm. if I take this uh, vaccination, it might be. The, yeah. I mean, there could be other reasons why you are weary about certain vaccinations yeah. scientifically. Yeah. But it's not because. Uh, it's going to be a mark of the beast. And once you get that, because people are worried, because mm. once you get the mark, you, become to, you belong to the beast. Of course. And that's the implication. Of course. So if, he, if yeah. he now trick me to get the mark, mm. then I'm, I, even all this, my salvation is wasted. <laughs> I think that is the fear. Mm. So believers should not have that fear. Uh, so what should believers focus on? I mean, mm. I think at the end of the day, I'm an average believer out there. I'm not an eschatologist. I'm not into, but at least, but I hear of all these things. What should I take? What lesson should I take from all this? Okay. Praise God. Where they, where so we maybe read? we should wait. We're, we're going to answer that last. Okay. okay. All right? Because I think this, this will keep some people watching. <laughs> okay. All right. They want to know. Uh, let's answer a question. All right. There's a question somebody asked. I think Shola answered, uh, asked that question about. About 5G, I knew okay. 5G was going to come up at some point, <laughs> all right? The, the question has to do with uh, if uh, coronavirus is caused by 5G. Does 5G cause coronavirus? And will the Antichrist use 5G? Okay. Number one, the Antichrist, the real Antichrist, is not yet here. It's not yet here. He cannot overrule God's timing to start mm. operating. Wow. Not at all. Yes, Satan is the God of this world, but, but, he, but I God... Think the Bible, just to clarify that, because people might read First John 4 that says the spirit of Antichrist is, is here. That uh -huh. means we have the spirit that opposes Christ. Yes. All right? It's already operating. In fact, it was already operating for many years. Right from the time yeah. Jesus was yes. born. But the real Antichrist it's not yet will yet. surface once the rapture happens, that's right? That's right. Okay. That's right. right. So that's number one. The Antichrist is not yet here. And uh, I have been trying to see the correlation between a virus and uh, a wireless communication technology 5G. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, it's not connecting for me. Okay. It's not connecting for me. Uh, some people say, well, the, the virus was manufactured so that when people are dying, then uh, already there's a solution somewhere, you know, and then they will quickly bring the computer chip and, you know, put it on surreptitiously everybody. put it on everyone. 
it's not that's not possible mm -hmm. that according to the scriptures it is not the number of the bees is not something you sneak to give anyone mm. not at all amen not amen. at all you can you know, the time will not permit us to read all the scriptures about this people willingly get the number six 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 willingly open-eyed mm -hmm. that is why the believers who will be left behind i hope somebody will talk about that there are, you know a lot of people thousands of believers will be left behind you know after the rapture but when they see that wait a minute the scripture is true they will never get that number mm. okay i think that's a they very would rather good point. be killed that's a good point. That is not something that will be sneaked into your body not without you all. knowing. It will be a uh, a mandate. Yes. Do you want this? Do you want to participate in the economy of the world? Mm -hmm. You get this cheap or whatever it is, uh, but you must bow down to the priest. You must worship the beast. You That's must right. do this. If you don't, you're cut off, and That's your life right. will be hard. That's right. That's almost like a second chance for believers who miss the rapture. Yes. Uh, they, will, they, will be, they will more or less use their blood to save themselves. That's what the Bible kind of uh, portrays that, more or less. Uh, so that's important. I think the other part, though, is, uh, which I want to answer to that question, is the Antichrist will use all the technologies available. available. There's I no mean, doubt about I mean, that. I think everything now that is really making our life easy so you don't need to be an anti-technology just going about to say ah that that's what the antichrist <laughs> ah i'm not some people don't have credit card i mean they say cheap is in credit card they say ah that's the antichrist it's now cheap uh, i mean there's a lot of people who go around with this thinking they can prevent themselves from receiving this mark of the antichrist by being so careful mm. by not putting themselves out there that is not how it works mm -hmm. the only thing that mm. i think we should know is these technology that are good for us mm -hmm. great you know sometimes bad it depends on how you use it mm. is the same platform that the enemy we that the antichrist we use it will mm. it will facilitate the reign of antichrist so he's able yeah. to hijack it after we have gone to use it for its purpose. I think we need to emphasize that point. Many believers are paranoid about the number of the beast, the mark of the beast. In uh, Kampala last year, a brother called me. I said, hello, pastor. I'm in the land office, the planning office, to collect my, the, the land, my land titles. But the number ends in 666. <laughs> what do you advise me to do? Should I, should I go ahead and collect the paper or throw it away? 666, it has number 666. Oh, wow. Number 666 will continue to be an ordinary number until that time of the great tribulation okay. where it becomes the mark of the beast. Wow, wow, that's interesting. Is it, until then, 666 is an ordinary number. Okay, 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 okay. That's good. That's very, very good to hear. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Somebody asked a question here. Uh, um, what will cause a believer to miss the rapture? Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, so because I think we mentioned something like that. Okay. Uh, that That's what very, will cause a believer to miss the rapture? Amen. That's a good question. 
Wow. So that's a good so question. That, and that's the kind of thing uh, Jesus talks about in uh, Matthew chapter 24. Matthew 24, around... Uh, While Pastor yes. is doing that, I want to shout out to Emmy from Kampala. We have somebody from Kampala watching us. Emmy, okay. God bless you. Thank you very much for watching us. God bless you. Thank okay. you. All right, all right, all right. So, okay. are you ready, Pastor? Yes, please. Okay, go ahead. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. Jesus speaking. So, you too must keep watch. For you don't know what day your Lord is coming. Mm. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Mm. A faithful servant, a sensible servant, is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his household servants and feeding them. Okay, let's, we can even stop there. Okay, he said we should watch and be ready. In uh, Luke 21, I think verse 36, mm -hmm. in fact, the qualification for, that's the qualification for rapture as far as I'm concerned. Luke chapter 21, in verse 36. Uh, yes, it says, keep alert at all times. And pray that you might be strong enough to mm. escape these coming horrors and stand before the Son of Man. Mm. That is self-explanatory. Keep alert. Mm. This is the time to wake up. He says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 14, Awake, thou mm. that sleepest. Arise from the dead, mm. and Christ will give you light. I know that light is very important for the believers. Now, this is the time Jesus was talking about that, you know, let your light so shine before men that they might see it and give glory to my Father in heaven. And that is the purpose of Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 and 2. It says, mm. arise and shine, for your light has come. Mm. This is the time for believers to shine. Mm. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Verse 2 says, darkness will cover the whole earth. Mm. Gross darkness, the people. the people. But you will arise and shine. Mm. In this darkness of coronavirus, this is the time that should be, believers should be shining like, mm. you know, a 500 watts bulb. Mm. This is the time of victory. Amen. This is the time to show who the Lord, who is, who is Lord. Mm. This is the time. Mm. We need to pray. This is the time to maintain a cordial relationship with the Lord. Mm. It's not just hearing other people talk about Jesus. Mm. Thank God for pastors. We always need them. Amen. Mm. But that does not stop you from having your own personal relationship with Jesus. Mm. Because this is the person you are going to spend eternity with. Amen. You ought to know him now. Don't, no second-hand knowledge is required here. Mm. Know him for yourself. This is what will prepare you for the rapture. Mm. Once you are always in fellowship, I mean, anytime he comes, you already you are in touch with him, so Amen. it will not take you by surprise at all. Amen. Hallelujah.
And of course, it is also the time we serve God. Jesus said, I will do the work, and I, I will do my father's work while it is yet day. Yes. For the night cometh where no man can work. Mm. I hope we'll talk about that today. Immediately after the rapture, we arrive at the judgment seat of Christ. Mm. Mm. Where the rewards for believers will be distributed. Mm. Amen. With the way many of us are serving God right now, do you think your, your reward will be up to, you know, $2.5 million? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is what should be engaging our mind right okay. now. First of all, I mean, I think it's a time for a believer to know that you are a believer. If you are a true believer in Christ Jesus, That's rapture right. will be yours. The backsliding, of course, We'll miss the rapture. We'll miss the rapture. Uh, the, the people who are deceiving themselves. There are a lot of people in church who are just living in deceit. That's right. right. They, are, they are living in deceit. They are believers in name only. They show up in church. Uh, you know, they don't truly believe in these things we are talking about. They have yeah. an, a lot of those people will be in for, will be in for rude awakening. Oh, yes. Uh, and oh, I yes. think a number of those people will now realize, oh, my God, this is true. Yeah. This is real. This yeah. is what they've been talking about, you know, yeah. and they will wake up. Yes. Uh, so believers in Christ Jesus, this is a time to hold on to your faith because it is sincere faith in Christ Jesus that, you know, that, that, that leads to salvation. That's right. Somebody asked another question here that I think is, uh, is um, uh, he says, uh, when rapture comes, how will believers know? Will they hear the trumpet sound? Uh, there are theories out there saying that uh, this, this pandemic is a rapture. Uh, you know, so can we clarify that? <laughs> okay, praise God. Hallelujah. That also can easily be answered by this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, in verse, uh, let's, start, let's read around verse 55. 1 Corinthians 15, 50. Okay, let's read from verse 51. But let me reveal to you a wonderful secret. We will not all die, but we will all be transformed. Mm. That's during the rapture. It will happen in a moment. Not after a three-month coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> it will happen in a moment. Wow. In the blink of an eye. When the last trumpet is blown, mm. before you blink your eye, it has taken place. Yeah. For when the trumpet sounds, those who have died will be raised to life forever. And we who are living will also be transformed. For our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that will never die. Wow. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. Amen. Amen. So, if rapture has taken place since coronavirus started in January or so, we will not be here to yeah, talk. We'll be doing this in <laughs> doing this. with Abraham, and uh, and the topic will be different for sure. <laughs> the topic a lot of questions for Abraham, Elijah, <laughs> all those guys. Wow. <laughs> I think this is a, an important, I mean, a very interesting subject. Somebody actually yes. asked, "What will happen to children and youth uh, at rapture?" Uh, would they be raptured? Israeli children. Somebody actually asked, what will happen to newborn? Okay. Uh, Praise God. That also is answered very easily in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, somewhere 
I'm not sure of the verse now. Where? Aha, uh -huh, verse 14. First Corinthians chapter 7 from verse 14. Or let's read from verse 15, uh, 13 for clarity. And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. Verse 14. For the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage. And the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children will not be holy. But now, they are holy. Mm. Amen. Amen. From this scripture, we can you know, infer that children of believers are automatically rapturable. Mm -hmm. But I am not very sure of the children of the unbelievers now. Uh, but, uh, you know, this brought, uh, I, this reminded me of my Bible college days. You know, there are a lot of debates about what happened to children who die. You know, some have not reached the age of accountability. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say that there's something called the age, the of, age accountability. of accountability. Okay, they, I mean, they don't know what is their left from their right yet. I believe such children will be raptured. Okay. I, I, I think so. But we have the authority of the scriptures for all the children of believers. Mm -hmm. if, probably, even if they are, their parents backslid. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they will be raptured. Amen, amen. Amen. Right. So there's also another question. I believe that uh, I missed a little earlier on. This is from uh, the YouTube. A YouTube uh, Shei said, "Beyond Corona, there have been other things such as locusts in East Africa, oh, yeah, yes. bad drought in Western USA, mm -hmm. and a bunch of earthquakes." As believers, mm -hmm. what actions can we take beside remaining faithful? I think remaining faithful is the action. That is the main action. Remaining faithful to our faith. Remaining it. faithful to our work with God. Uh, don't abandon God. Don't quickly say, you know. And we all go, to, I think that's important also for many of us. We'll go through moments, you know, maybe we're going through temporary challenges, uh, loss of job, loss of, you know, it's a problem in marriage, uh, illness or disappointment. And we just say, you know what, I, I'm not, you know, I'm quitting my faith or you're just angry at God. I mean, mm. that is not a good place to be at rapture. That's right. Uh, Apostle Paul said, what shall separate us from the love, love of God? Of God. Mm. A believer, nothing must separate you from the love of God. Because if only in this world we have hope, then we're we are miserable. Our hope, hope is beyond. In fact, if anything, I think coronavirus has taught us, mm. we can't even put our hope in all these things we talk about. We mm. can't put our hope in, you know, you know, okay. things that bring us joy. We can't even do them. Yes. There's no sport, there's no restaurant. I mean, all these mm -hmm. things that we just, they're just not there. Mm -hmm. uh, so that God is our only hope and our source. I have another question here um, you know. uh, that I want to answer. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. A lot of questions. If you can't answer all of them, I guess maybe we'll do another <laughs> session of this. Okay. Maybe that's a call for part two. Mm -hmm. uh, of this, okay, I have one Facebook. Uh, does the fig tree that Jesus was talking about signify Israel becoming a nation? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a question. Yes. Uh, what 
is a generation to God. And if a generation is a hundred years, yes. as suggested by some, mm -hmm. does that mean Jesus is bound to come back uh, 2048? Mm -hmm. You see that? <laughs> you see that? Yeah. You see it? Now, that's a very good question. And uh, Well, I think it's because Jesus is saying something that this generation will not pass, right? Something like that. Yes. Uh, I think I'll answer that quickly. Matthew 24 is a very confusing, very, very confusing passage, and it confuses mm. a lot of people. But I think Jesus was answering two questions. In fact, three. Three, okay. Mm. All right. So, Pastor, I did another one. <laughs> one is, what will be the sign of the destruction of Israel? Of Jerusalem. Jerusalem of Jerusalem. Yeah. And uh, the sign of your coming. Yes. Okay. And the end of the, and the age. end of okay, the so age. So, so Jesus was answering those questions. And don't forget, don't I want you to also remember that these were notes people took. So sometimes they are not in the exact order. Yeah. Uh, but they are in somewhat order if you take a look at it. Mm -hmm. uh, so a, some of these things were talking about when he was saying this generation will not pass, he was talking about the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem mm -hmm. before that happened. So that was specific to that. Uh, so he was speaking to those people that, and he was telling them, look, he gave them some signs, and he mm -hmm. says, when you hear that the war has started, if you're in the farm, don't even don't come back home. Come I mean, just just flee uh, for your life. And it happened exact same way. So yes. that happened about 70 years after that was uh, yes. prophesied. Yes. Uh, but Jesus was also now answering uh, the question about uh, the second coming. Yes. And uh, the end uh, of the The age. guy was talking about uh, the coming back of Israel. Again. Israel, yeah, which 1948. Which is, uh, he was asking whether that refers to the, the parable of the fig tree yes, in Matthew yeah. 24, yeah. which is when many Bible scholars agree that that parable refers to the second coming, the reestablishment of the nation of, of Israel. Israel. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's a consensus that Jesus was prophesying about the reestablishment of the nation of Israel. Yes. And he said that's a major sign yes. uh, that we should watch. And true, that's a major sign. But that was not prophesying exactly. I mean, we cannot mix that with this generation will not pass. Not you know, they are talking about two different things. But that's a great question. Yes, a that's great question. A and that leads question. to this great warning for all believers. When we discuss end time, matters like this, it is not for the purpose of calculation, mm -hmm. but it's for the purpose of preparation. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. Rather yeah. than calculating, mm -hmm. you go ahead and prepare. All right, all right, all right. So I think there, there's another question here. Doesn't judgment happen immediately after death? Will those that have died not go to the judgment throne? The Bible said it is appointed for a man to die once and after that is judgment. So yeah. I think let's put it, when does judgment happen? All right. That's a very good question. Okay. Now, there are several levels of judgment. <laughs> levels of judgment. Yes, okay. several levels of judgment. While we are even alive, a level of judgment is already go, going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, for example, if a boy or anybody, for that matter, is foolish enough to put your finger in a burning fire, 
a level of judgment will happen you, you immediately. Of judgment, right? Okay. Now, uh, as human beings, once we close our eyes in death on earth, you open it either in heaven or in hell. Hmm. That's another level of judgment. Hmm. Nobody is telling you anything. You just find yourself either in heaven or you find yourself in hell. Mm -hmm. That's a, a level of judgment. But during the rapture, believers who have died, wherever they died, whether they drowned or somebody killed them, whatever, they will be resurrected again. This time to face the judgment seat of Christ. Mm -hmm. To determine what kind of reward should be given to them. Mm. Okay, but there's a final judgment, yeah. the white throne judgment, Amen. where all the unbelievers of all ages mm. will be shown very clearly why they must spend their eternity in the lake of fire. Mm. They will show them your names are not here. Mm. You know, this is the book of life. We can't find your name here. Mm. So please, can you excuse us? You spend the rest of your life mm. in the lake of fire. Mm. Okay, so various levels of judgment. Believers will be the first to be judged, but it's not for whether you are going to hell or heaven. Okay. It is to determine what reward to receive. So for, someone, for the person asking, 2 Corinthians 5, 9 to 11 talks about judgment seat of Christ, That's which right. is a judgment of believers. Yeah. Uh, that will happen after the rapture. Immediately after the rapture. After the rapture, there is going to be judge, and that's a judgment of reward. Yes. All right. Yes. And that's actually the judgment that determines our position during the millennia. That's right. All right. Because during the millennia, which is uh, the one thousand years of reign on, on earth, earth, there will now be levels, Le different levels. Uh -huh. So, and that's here on earth. Yes. Uh, many people don't know that that's here on earth. Yes. Uh, so that the judgment seat of Christ determines your place in that place. Yes. Then at the end of that, at the end of a lot of people believe the white throne judgment will happen at the end. Is that at the beginning or at the end of the millennium? At the end of, of the, the millennium. millennium. All right. Yes. So there will now be a white throne judgment. Yes. And that will be the judgment of condemnation, really. Yes. That's, that's judgment largely of the judgment of unbelievers. That's, yes. And the reason why that will happen is so that God will be just. Yes. Uh, and it's a just God in the sense that he won't just throw you to hell without giving you an opportunity to be hard. Okay. So that you, uh, you face God, your life is played before you, mm -hmm. and you yourself will admit that, oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. I actually deserve this. I mean, because it will be obvious. Okay. So God will not just say, okay, you are going, you are accusing, oh, yeah, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I think the, the tape will be played. Yes. You know, the Bible uses that the books are open. Yes. Like everybody's life will be played for them. Yes. And I think that's important. Uh, mm. We are really levels. out of time, so okay. we will not, uh, you know, go too long. Uh, maybe we'll do this again and, uh, yeah. you know, be able to answer more questions. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why we are doing this is first, obviously, to clarify, uh, to make sure this is clarified. For believers, knowledge is important because without adequate knowledge, we can be deceived. Uh, we can panic for no reason. Uh, we are not able to live our life maximally, all right? So that we can have knowledge as believers that when we talk about end of time, it's about hope for believers. It's about hope. It's about hope that we're going to see our loved ones again who died in Christ. 
I think that's, that is awesome. It's also about hope for our resurrection of our physical body. Yes. All right? And that's described in 1 Corinthians 15. It talks about our Hospital, body. Uh, uh, yeah. It talks about, you know, imper imperishable will give to, uh, the perishable, perishable will, be, will give way to imperishable. That's, that means our, our decaying body, right? You know, the arthritis, the, your growing hole, the back, all those things. We're given a new body. Uh, a new body where there's no sickness, where there's no pain, where there's no, we have a brand new body. That's the hope we have. It's also hope for salvation of our soul, ultimately. You know, where no more pain, no more sin. We live victoriously and we reign with Christ ever. Hallelujah. It's also a hope for the restoration of the world. Because the world now is really under the control of the evil one. Yeah. It's doing damage. The, the enemy is causing coronavirus. Uh, you know, there is violence. And each time you turn on the TV, somebody drowned, somebody got killed by some, some deer. I mean, those, those will be over. Yes. The world will be restored during the millennia, right? Hallelujah. In fact, the Bible says the child of a lion will play with a small child, and it will just be a peaceful world. Uh, the way we imagine. That is our definition of end time. If you are a believer in Christ Jesus. If you are not, it's also it's different. Uh, and I want you to take this as a lesson in saying, you know what, you need to make your life right with God. So if your life is not right with God, and you are watching me, you're a young man living a deceitful life, and you come to church, but in your house, in your room, privately, you are being deceitful. I want you to know that that life is recorded. You don't want to miss the rapture. You don't want to find yourself in the white throne judgment. No, you want to make it right today. And if you are that person in your room, I'd like to pray with you. I'd like you to make it right with God. I'd like you to go on your knees if you are by yourself, or I'd like you to take whatever posture and really say, you know what, I want to make my life right with God today. Hallelujah. And that will be our prayer. And I will, like, uh, I will lead you in confession, and Pastor Paul will pray for you. I will lead you into confession. I want you to just repeat after me. Uh, you can put your hands on your chest. You can kneel down if you want. Uh, but just take a posture, a posture of repentance, a posture that you are coming back to God. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I thank you for bringing this knowledge to me today. And I thank you because you allow me to listen to this message. Today, I don't want to deceive myself anymore. Today, I want to make everything right with you. Jesus, forgive my sin. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me a child of God today. Jesus, I confess you are my Lord. You are my Savior, and I hand over my entire life with you, to you. Thank you because you've answered my prayer. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can you pray for our audience, those people who have made a decision today? Father, we thank you so much for the men and the women, boys and girls, that you have revealed yourselves to, and have, they have just given their lives to you. We join the angels in heaven to rejoice with them because their names are now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm. And we pray especially 
for those ones who are listening but have postponed giving their lives to Christ because they think they are too educated. They are too civilized. I mean, they don't need anything. They are so rich. Remind them, Lord, that the list of all that died of coronavirus, nobody attaches their wealth with their name. They are given as statistics. But the word of God will come to pass. The world is going according to the deadline, according to you know, the timetable, the schedule of God. Touch their hearts, O oh Lord. Mm. Many, many people are watching right now, still hardening their hearts. Holy Spirit, touch them. Touch them. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you very much.